You're listening to Real Estate with Kevin Turner on News Talk 4BC. It's coming up to 26 minutes to 10, news at 10 o'clock. And I said at the top of the show that Terry Ryder from hotspotting.com.au is uh, a great student of trends. He does a huge amount of study and research and his his uh, views on what's happening with the property market are well sought after right around Australia uh, through uh, many um, many of the media outlets, uh, ours being one of them. Terry Ryder joins me. G'day, Terry. How are you doing? Very well, Kevin. How about you? Oh, mate, look, I'm fantastic. You'd have to be to be in Queensland on a day like this. It's just sensational. It's a great time of year, isn't it? M- might even get the kayaks out later today, I think, if the if that wind, wind uh, stays away. Okay. So, yeah. Hey, mate, um, I mentioned that you're a great student of trends. You've identified the markets in Australia that have um, the four key indicators you've discovered about growth. Can we can we deal with what those four factors are, Terry? Yeah, the, the four that stand out for me. The first is that uh, the places around Australia, the, the capital cities and the, the regional cities that got the, the virus under control earliest, and firmly, and have kept it that way. Um, their markets are, are pumping quite strongly at the moment. Um, consumer confidence is is quite high in those places. The economies are relatively normal. Um, people are, are going about their business, and um, r- real estate markets are following on. So that's the first one that stands out. Um, um, the other one uh, is that uh, first-home buyers are the most active cohort anywhere in Australia. They're really out there in force because um, they're getting the highest level of assistance from uh, state and federal governments than uh, f- that first-home buyers have ever had, plus interest rates are ultra-low, and investors are um, largely sitting on the sidelines and not competing with them. So they're actually um, pumping up markets in various locations. Um and the third one is that vacancies are ultra low. We're hearing a lot about how high vacancies are in the CBD areas of places like Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane also, but um, in most places across Australia, vacancies aren't just low, they're ultra, ultra low. 1% and lower is the norm in most places around Australia at the moment, and that's having an impact on markets. And the, and the fourth one, and probably the biggest trend that Australian real estate seen for quite a long time, Kevin, is the, what I call the exodus to affordable lifestyle. Uh, it was underway before the pandemic. Uh, people decided, look, we don't need to be in the big expensive cities. We can actually work, uh, move to a more affordable lifestyle location, perhaps a, a hill change town or a sea change town and work remotely. And the, the pandemic with the lockdown phases has kind of exacerbated that by... Uh, opening people's eyes to the possibilities of working from home and thereby not needing to, to be living in the, the bigger cities. So, yeah, that's also had an impact on regional markets, hasn't it? I mean, people seeing that they can move out of the cap cities and get into the regions, Terry? Yes, well, that's right. Particularly regional markets are benefiting from this. So yeah. I think the trend started um, most strongly in uh, regional Victoria, uh, places within, say, one to two hours of Melbourne, but we've seen it uh, gather steam in New South Wales, in uh, Queensland, in Tasmania, in South Australia. It's actually gone kind of viral, if that's an appropriate term at the moment, (laughs) to um, right around the country. And um, we're not hearing a lot about it in in, in the big newspapers because they're very much focused on what's happening in Sydney and Melbourne, which are the exceptions to the rule at the moment. Those markets are 
are trending down a little overall, but elsewhere in Australia, and we've actually seen it in the latest figures that came out from uh, CoreLogic um, on uh, Thursday, where um, what the figures showed for September were that uh, six of the eight capital cities everywhere, in fact, except Sydney and Melbourne, had actually produced price growth in September, and most of the regional market jurisdiction as well. And we've seen that right through the, the past six or seven months since the pandemic in Australia, that um, most places around Australia have actually continued to pr- produce price growth. Mm. Interesting. You, you talk about um, low stock levels. Uh, I'm talking to mortgage brokers too who are telling me that they've never experienced you know, a busier time. Uh, the difficulty they've got, of course, is just getting loans through with those tight restrictions from the banks that could um, ease up a little bit sometime next year, Terry? Yeah. Well, there were some figures published. I think it was Aussie Home Loans uh, about a week ago. And they said there's um, been a 77% increase in um, mortgage pre-approval since the start of the year. And um, they also said that more than half of those pre-approvals were first home buyers. Um, Mm. So they're very much uh, driving the trends that we're seeing at the moment. So um, markets like Perth, Perth has been in the doldrums for five or six years, but it's really coming back strongly now. Adelaide's very, very competitive. Um, Some of the um, Hobart, Darwin's coming back because Darwin has been down like Perth um, mm. for a number of years, but it's coming back strongly now. And that's showing up in the figures as well as the anecdotal evidence. But it's really regional Australia that, that's outperforming. And um, uh, you know, th- this trend of people actually moving um, from the big cities, it's been underway for a few years, but it's really gathering a, a full head of steam at the moment. I think it's got legs. Yeah, you, you made the point there about uh, Victoria, regional Victoria, how more that that's really where it all started, people moving out into the regions. And I think if you look at the infrastructure uh, around that, you know, getting back into Melbourne is relatively easy. The, the train is just, um, you know, the train system, getting people from regional areas into the city and, and vice versa is really is quite good, Terry, isn't it? That's right. Um, I think the, the two main factors that really started this trend off were proximity to the, the major city, but the ability to work remotely mm. and, and the transport link. So it was um, places within one to two hours of Melbourne uh, that, that were on that regional rail link that was a $5 billion piece of infrastructure that opened a few years ago. Mm. So that's really pumped up. Firstly, Geelong, then Ballarat and Bendigo. But the trend um, has spread more widely now, so people are actually targeting locations um, more distant from the capital city. A place like Orange in New South Wales, Mudgee, places have got a bit of lifestyle, no wine areas, for example. Mm, Both mm. of those places have um, substantial wine industries, and that that really adds to the lifestyle element. The central coast in New South Wales, the Sunshine Coast in Queensland is, is, um, well, I think it's, that's my number one pick in Australia right now in terms of looking forward. Where are we going to see substantial price growth? The Sunshine Coast is top of the list, and it's really been pumped up by this trend at the moment. Yeah, about time too. I mean, you look at the stock levels in Sunshine Coast over the last decade or so, they've been extremely high, which has probably held that market back a bit. But, you know, yeah. I think people are discovering the Sunshine Coast now, and it's becoming very popular. Sorry. Well, 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 it is, but um, the big thing for the Sunshine Coast is it used to be pretty much a, a tourist town, and tourism is a very volatile um, industry and an economy that's dependent on that is, is very um, susceptible to ups and downs. But the Sunshine Coast proactively um, sought to make changes. They wanted to change that factor with a very proactive council and mayor. And 
as a result of that, we've seen $20 billion worth of infrastructure spending happening mm. on the Sunshine Coast. There's a whole new medical precinct. There's a whole new industry that didn't, wasn't there previously. Uh, the airport's going international. That's going to be significant when things get back to normal. They're building a new CBD from the ground up in Marichidua, what used to be a golf course, 53 hectares, and now that's been transformed into a, mm. a CBD, which is something the Sunshine Coast lacks. So there's a lot of things happening that's really pumping up the local economy and real estate markets arise out of local economies. So yeah. That's why we've seen places like Noosa having growth that it hadn't seen for 10 years. Mm. Hey, Terry, thanks for your time, mate. Most welcome, Kevin, any time. Good on you, buddy. Terry Ryder is from hotspotting.com.au. Thanks, Terry. And I just want to go over those uh, four factors that Terry mentioned. The uh, areas that have dealt with COVID seem to be doing, doing quite well. First home buyers is one to watch. Vacancies, extremely low, 1% and even lower, which is very, very tight. And the affordable lifestyle trend that we spoke about there into regional areas. Uh, 4BC, it is 70 to 10 up shortly, or up next. Uh, Louis Christopher is going to join me. He'll tell us more about vacancies and also the numbers that are revealing uh, what trends are occurring in the market. 4BC, we're talking real estate.